This presentation has been previously broadcast. Have you ever had someone speak to you from beyond the grave? My father, he passed away in October of 1987. Yet, in 1992, five years later, he taught me one of the most memorable lessons of my life, something that has stuck with me ever since. So how did my father impact me in such a significant way half a decade after his death? Well, I'll tell you all about it coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Josh Rayner. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of The Inner Life. Glad to be with you here. Uh, again, it is the season of Christmas, so I'm going to say it as often as I can. Merry Christmas. I hope you are enjoying this celebratory season in the church. So, 1992. I was in high school. Uh, at that time, I was attending a Southern Baptist church. I was active in the youth group there. And I don't remember who had mentioned the book, but at some point in one gathering of that church's youth group, one of the leaders there had mentioned the book Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I had heard of the book before, you know, just in passing, but whatever was said at this point, and I don't remember what was said, but whatever it was, it piqued enough interest for me that I decided I'm going to try and read that book. My dad, he had been a Southern Baptist pastor before he had passed away, so we had quite a number of books related to Christianity in our home, hundreds, literally, uh, plural, hundreds. And so I started searching through the shelves, and I found an old paperback copy of Mere Christianity, and I started reading through it. If you're not familiar with it, first of all, I highly recommend that you get yourself a copy of Mere Christianity, but in it, C.S. Lewis, he starts off by explaining through reason, through logic, this process of how our entire universe, our existence, everything really points to the reality that there is a God, there is a creator of some sort. And then he moves into, well, what is that God like? And he starts explaining the basics of Christian belief. After this, he moves into a section of the book where he explains about different virtues and different sins. And there's this chapter in this section of the book, which is entitled The Great Sin. Any idea what that is? Do you know what the great sin is? Well, here, I'll read a little from that chapter. C.S. Lewis, he writes, You may remember when I was talking about sexual morality, I warned you that the center of Christian morals did not lie there. Well, now we have come to the center. According to Christian teachers, the essential vice— the utmost evil is pride. Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. So, I'm reading this chapter, and as a teenager, I'm stunned. I mean, I knew pride, you know, it wasn't a good thing, but up until that moment, I hadn't really thought about how pride is that sin that leads to every other sin. And then along with reading these words from C.S. Lewis, my dad had written this little note in the margin of the page. Now, that copy of, of Mere Christianity, I loaned that to a friend in college, and I never got it back. So I don't remember word for word what my dad had written, but it went something like this. He wrote, I was sitting at the counter in a restaurant having breakfast, 
and reading this section when the man next to me started acting very rude to the waitress. I thought to myself, what a jerk. I'm glad I'm not like him. I'm glad my parents raised me better. But immediately I realized that this was my pride getting a hold of me, and I prayed for both him and me in that moment. So those words of C.S. Lewis in that chapter, and then that short little personal experience that my father had written there, they had such a powerful impact on me that day. They forever changed the way I looked at my own selfishness, my arrogance, uh, helping me to see where pride was at the root of really any of my sinful thoughts or behaviors. Have you had that kind of moment where something you read It just hits you. It changes the way that you look at life. It gives you new insight. Spiritual reading is so important for us. And since this hour of the inner life is dedicated to helping us grow together in our spiritual journey, and as we're at the beginning of this new year, we want to talk about ideas for spiritual reading that can help us grow in holiness. Maybe we can have another one of those kinds of moments coming up in this year, one of those moments that really is a watershed for us. And we want to hear from you, your suggestions, your recommendations for spiritual reading, those books that have been important in your own spiritual journey. And our spiritual director for the hour, joining us once again, Father Michael Hurley is back here with us on The Inner Life. Father Michael is a Dominican priest. He's the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in San Francisco. Father, welcome back to The Inner Life. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks so much, Josh. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you. I like yourself. I like the we've got the twelve days of Christmas. We've got the octave. We've got all the way uh, to the great uh, baptism of our Lord <laughs> and, the, and the Epiphany that give us reasons for rejoicing. Absolutely, and uh, uh, hopefully it is a time where people are rejoicing. I know sometimes you get past Christmas Day and people immediately take down the tree and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to take down no, the it's, lights it's, and <laughs> no more Christmas songs. Move on to the know, next thing. It's a pet peeve that I, you know, I walk in the neighborhood. Not this year, thankfully. I think they got the memo, but it's uh, maybe just the, the particular garbage schedule. But I, I remember a few years back just taking a walk in the neighborhood, and December twenty sixth, everyone's tree was out on the sidewalk to be picked up. But I thought, oh my goodness, Christmas is starting, not ending. Yeah. Come on, people. Yep, I know. <laughs> well, so Father, uh, first of all, let me give out the phone number here. As I said, you sure. know, want to invite listeners, uh, if you're listening and you have that book that really has made that impact in your life spiritually, and you'd like to share that with others, maybe something that could help somebody else who's listening, you're welcome to call and share your reading recommendations for this new year, 888 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And, Father, before we actually start talking about any specific books, um, maybe we can talk about the purpose of spiritual reading. Uh, First of all, why do you think spiritual reading is necessary for our growth as Catholics, and how should we look at it? What should our kind of goal be when we approach spiritual reading? Yeah, no, I, it's it's a great question because I think we can often, especially I was doing um, a little research around New Year's resolutions, right? <laughs> because it's say we get that sense of like, what we got to do? And then by far the, the number one things are around, you know, exercise and healthy eating and right, right. basically habits that have to do with improving our um, physical life, right? And our ability to do, to kind of 
um, uh, navigating the world healthily and flirt in a flourishing way there. But it's it's interesting that 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 it's further down that the if what you may call the interior life <laughs> is is thought to be helpful. And there were there's things in terms of you know even in in secular lists of like you know meditating or uh, contemplating or you know just vague words that are vague, essentially connecting with God, prayer as we know it. Um, but but also forming our mind. In other words, God has made us certainly physical beings, but we're we're essentially <laughs> a, a spiritual at, at our heart. In other words, we are made for love <laughs> and to be um, uh, sharing in the life of God. And God became man so that we could share in his life. And his, his life is, is, if you will, that, that sense of knowing and loving. And so we, we need to be able to form that. So in, in, in the same way, our, we need healthy eating practices. We need a healthy, you know, physical uh, exercise and things like that. We, we need spiritual exercises and spiritual reading, which nourish us and give us the kind of uh, food, if you will, spiritual food in order that our spiritual life might thrive. All right. Well, so if we're going to eat right, if we're going to get yes. that exercise, you know, there's always yes. c- certain basics, principles yes. that we want to keep in mind. You know, if you're going to eat correctly, you want to make sure that you're getting the right nutritional blend. You know, you're getting enough right. uh, uh, whole grains, fiber in your diet. You're getting lean meats, a certain amount of fat, a certain amount of carbohydrates. You know, if you're exercising, okay, you got to make sure you don't overdo it. You got to stretch. You got to make sure there's a warm up and a cool down period. We've got all <laughs> those different principles, right? <laughs> yep. When it comes to spiritually, exercising our ourselves those you know and especially with spiritual reading then what are some basics some principles some guidelines that we should have in mind there yeah let me give you three first of all we just we have to have a a plan of when we're going to do it. <laughs> in other in other words, I could be like, oh, I'm I'm going to you know, especially I'm thinking of exercise here. It's like, oh, I'm going to you know, get some exercise, do that. Then I, if I'm just like leave it to the uh, vicissitudes of the day, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> it's going to be like, oh boy, I missed it today. Yep, or if yep. I, you know, in other words, I, you, you got to be consistent with it. And so I always when when folks ask me, you know, how do you know not what you know advice on spiritual reading my first thing is is i could give you the most i gave you the the secret to life the book that has a secret to life but when are you going to actually do it like what's your plan for doing it so i think the first thing is you just you have to it was a failure to plan is to plan to fail right so you got to just have a time of the day and in terms of and sometimes people say well it's, i don't i don't have time i don't make i, I it's it's hard i would busy active life and that's all true <laughs> for sure but we have to make time we have to see how important this is and so i say you got to give yourself um at least a half an hour a day in my mind of some kind of spiritual read some kind of uh, nourishment for the mind and the heart uh, that it connects us to to, to God, right? And this could be in, in theologically, historically, uh, just kind of more spiritually. It, 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 there's, there's, as you say, different food groups that we can go to to get specific. But the first thing was we just, we have to plan. We have to have a plan of when we're going to do it. Uh, and then the second thing is, I would say we have to make sure there's, there's, um, it's, it's, it's rooted in the scripture itself. There's a reason why Christ himself talks about his word being the bread of life, right? <laughs> and so he talks about it in those kind of very 
physical nourishing terms. And so it's, the heart of it has to be the Holy Scripture. Uh, so that's the second, the second kind of thing. Any spiritual reading is ultimately rooted in revelation. That revelation is at the heart of any kind of spiritual reading. Uh, and, and the last thing is we just have to have variety. <laughs> variety is the spice of life. We, 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 there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it as long as we're 30 minutes a day that there's at the heart of it is scripture. And then we add, if you will, all the other kinds of um, genres or flavors, if you will, of how to be enlightened mind, body, uh, and spirit. All right. So got to have that plan. Got to make time yep. for it. Got to yep. be make sure that it's rooted in scripture, the revelation yep, that we have uh, for the deposit of faith. And then, yeah, give yourself a little bit of variety as you're approaching that. One of the other things that I think might be good to talk about is the approach for spiritual reading, it's so much different for me than reading for leisure, because mm. um, most of the time I read about 30 to 40 books per year. This year, mm. um, I, I just keep track of them because I found in the past that if I didn't keep track of them, I'd go back and pick up a book that I didn't remember reading. And so, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be like, boy, this, this, this is really familiar. <laughs> the characters, the plot. Yeah, but um, so this year I read 39 books. I Six of those were true spiritual reading. And I'm not counting, you know, time spent reading scripture or, you know, other, other things that aren't complete books themselves. Yeah. But I usually move at a much slower pace. You know, a lot of times I'll only read a few paragraphs, maybe a chapter at most. I want to have time to reflect on what I've read. So um, the approach, I think, is, at least for me, it's much different than when I'm reading, you know, a science fiction book or a mystery or a thriller or whatever other kind of, you know, uh, interesting book I might have that I'm reading at, at other points during the day. No, absolutely. And I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Josh, because sometimes we can uh, measure success by the number of <laughs> books that we read or, you know, like you said, read 39 verses. Six years, something. It, it really, when it comes to spiritual reading, quality always trumps quantity, <laughs> and that's why I gave a time—not necessarily a number of books to read when it, when you're doing your plan, but the time you're giving for it. In other words, if in a, if in a half an hour or an hour of, of reading, you can read, you know. 30 pages and, and be filled up and nourished, go for it. If it's just, as you say, one paragraph or two, go for it. And, and one of the best spiritual advices around spiritual reading I got was from a Dominican who was at the time uh, doing a pastoral work at, college, at, a, at a campus college in France and ends up, uh, you know, he's now one of the um, foremost theologians on the Trinity, because that's where his vocation took him. But he said something very interesting that stuck with me, and he he said, you know, me, he said, don't ever give up on the, the classics like, you know, St. Augustine's City of God or the Confessions or Aquinas and the, and the, uh, the Summa, just because you're a pastor and have all kinds of, you know, <laughs> the sacramental pastoral and administrative work to do. Don't ever give up on, you know, tackling the, you know, the, the, the 300 page book simply because you're like, when am I going to find time to read it? He says, just take, as you say, a page a day a paragraph a day. Just just keep reading because the reason that they're classics, you want to soak yourself in that truth. And don't worry about how much you read. Worry about, in the sense, that you are reading and being filled up, nourished each and every day. As you're talking about that, too, again, uh, talking with Father Michael Hurley here on The Inner Life today. He's the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in San Francisco, talking about spiritual reading. 
And we're going to, in just a moment, start talking about specific books, you know, different uh, different options that we might have. And we'd love to hear from you some of the books that have really impacted you in your life, have helped you to grow spiritually, helped uh, uh, you to grow in relationship with Christ. And you're welcome to call in with your recommendations. 888-914-9149 is our studio phone number, 888-914-9149. Um, but as you're talking about reading the classics there, I know there have been different books that I've read. Um, I, I've had this happen on, for, for me, spiritual reading. I've had it happen with you know, regular novels, classics as well. I can think very specifically about a couple where I tried to read them, uh, you know, three, four times. I'd pick it up. I'd come back to it. I'd, you know, maybe get a few pages in, 20 pages, something like that. And it just kind of fell flat for me. And so when you're approaching a book that everyone else seems to love, or maybe it is one of those classics, you know, every one of us has unique tastes, but if everyone loves a book and I don't seem to be getting anything out of it, any suggestions at that point, you know, just kind of keep trying to make your way through it or, you know, put it down and then come back to it again, maybe in a few months or a year, see if that's the right time to, to, to pick up that book and try again. Yeah, no, that it's, it's a good, I would, I would have two suggestions. Number one, if you've been, rec- if someone has recommended the book to you, or as you say, there's, there's someone's been excited about it, you've heard it from someone, you might ask them, what, what did you get out of it? Yeah, <laughs> what did you right. get out of this? In other words, in other words, it's kind of like you're watching a, a like a movie or someone's recommended a movie and you're like, this thing is boring as sin, you know, and you're like, hey, what'd you, you know, let the, help them to kind of stir at least what they were getting out of it. And, and number two, and I really do think is there's so much reading and writing out there. I, if, if, if it's not connecting, I mean, you want to give yourself, you know, not just because you give yourself the space to kind of enter into it. Not every book is going to be, you know, a, a page turner right, right from the get go. But so, but if you give it a goodwill effort and it's just not connecting, I just say, uh, Put it down and 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 start with with something a little uh, that's perhaps more attractive. In other words, it's not so much um, what you're reading, but that you're reading. I just keep coming back to that. You got to be reading, even if it's through the through the gentle rivulets before you get to the great ocean. Start with what seems compelling. Start with what seems approachable, and, and go from there. Um, because. Otherwise, you're just gonna what? You're just gonna get tired out. You're gonna be fatigued easily, and you're gonna give up the whole project. Father, let's go to the phones. We've got Salvador calling in, listening in Silmar, California. Hi, Salvador. You're on the air. Welcome to the Inner Life. Hi. Good morning. Yes, I have a question because I have a, a niece who's really interested in going into her faith, but um, unfortunately, she's never been taught anything about her faith for one reason or another. I wrote down a note here. I put um, a book for a person who wants to know their faith as a complete beginner to the faith. And I also put on my note, is there a Bible for a person who has never picked up a Bible, who doesn't know where to start? Yeah, no, Salvador, two excellent questions. And Josh, I'm sure you've got <laughs> ideas too. But uh, but what comes to mind on the, on the Bible is you want to get a Bible that has some... Help with navigation. So I think of like there's the great um, Bible adventure. I think it, Ascension Press puts it out. But it's just a it's it's a it's a it's a I think it's the um, NAB. But it's it, the translation doesn't matter as much as it kind of gives uh, themes to the Bible. So you don't end up starting the Bible 
you know, entering into Genesis, and by the time you get to, you know, Leviticus, you're like, this, this seems very obtuse and, and foreign to me, and you end up giving up. So I would, I would, any, there's the Catholic, the St. Joseph Catholic Study Bible, there's the, the Great Adventure Bible, there's, I, I would, if you, if you search for a Catholic uh, kind of um, study Bible, the all, there's, there, there's so many good options out there, I would, I would say to approach that. I don't know, Josh, if you have a particular uh, The only other one that I, I have used and I've really appreciated because it has so much information, it has historical footnotes um, that give mm. you information about what is pertinent that you should know from an, a, a historical setting. And then a lot of times it will take different uh, places in Scripture as you're reading through, it'll give you some of the teachings of church fathers or church doctors. It's Ignatius. Ignatius has a study Bible that I think yes. is is really, Absolutely. really well put together. And so, um, you know, any of those I think are going to be a good place to start. Absolutely, yeah. No, and that's that's I, I agreed. I, I that's that's on my. Show. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's a good. It's it's, it's a good. Um, and there was a sorry. There's another question. I right. Wondering. So Salvador, his second question was um, for. The, there was the Bible, but then a book that maybe for somebody who doesn't know much about the faith, where they might be able to oh, yes. start with that. Yeah, I would. I would get just a. a I, I would. I wouldn't necessarily go for you know, um, like the Confessions or something like that. I would. I would definitely uh, start with. Well, first of all, does the person um, have any kind of religious? Uh, kind of backgrounds because sometimes people come from you know like a Christian viewpoint but not necessarily a Catholic viewpoint or they're coming maybe from uh, a Jewish or or um, Muslim or some some other kind of viewpoint that can make a difference um, but just in, in general I mean I, I the the book that that I know really was uh, effective here at the parish was the book called Rediscovering Catholicism one of the Matthew Kelly books um, and he does just a good job of of speaking to a world that think they kind of know what spirituality, especially Catholic spirituality is, but kind of diving deeper there. <laughs> so that, that's a book that folks, especially in our CIA, have really um, been fruitful here. I had also mentioned that book, Mere Christianity, and I think that's a, another good place to start. It's not necessarily a Catholic look, but it's a very uh, Catholic-friendly approach to uh, some basic beliefs of Christianity, and uh, th that's another one I might recommend there, Salvador. Um, but again, it does kind of matter where you're coming from there with, um, you know, where, if there is any sort of knowledge of the faith. If there's a little bit of knowledge, another one I know that's popular, I haven't read it, I, I've read a kind of a follow-up to it. Um, Frank Sheed has a book called Theology for Beginners. I've read his more kind of in-depth book called Theology and Sanity. But if there's a little bit more knowledge of the basics of Christianity, of Catholicism, uh, Theology for Beginners might be a good book to start with there, too. Uh, talking with Father Michael Hurley here today on The Inner Life and the phone number to call in, 888-914-9149, talking about spiritual reading, books that we can look to that might help us grow in our relationship with Christ in the new year. What are some books that have really impacted you in your relationship, your spiritual journey with Christ? 888-914-9149, and we'll continue our conversation, talk about some uh, other ideas, some other options for spiritual reading coming up next here on The Inner Life. This is Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center, helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at RelevantRadio.com Gregory. 
That's relevantradio.com slash Gregory. Benedetto, fedele amico dello sposo, che la tua gioia sia perfetta nell'udire definitivamente e per sempre la sua voce. And Pope Francis concluded his homily, Benedict, faithful friend of the bridegroom. May your joy be complete as you hear his voice now and forever. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Those are the words at the end of the homily for the, the funeral mass today that was celebrated for Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. He presided over the funeral mass there. Um, for those of us here in North America, I'm here in the central time zone, and that started at about 2.30 in the morning, so right in the middle of the night for us. Um, since that was so early, uh, we actually are going to present a rebroadcast of the funeral mass that you can listen to immediately following this program, The Inner Life. So coming up here at noon central, uh, I would invite you to join and listen together, uh, unite with Catholics around the country as we pray for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI. Again, that's just immediately following this program, The Inner Life, coming up in about a half hour right now at noon central. And again, I'm Josh Raymond. I am joined by Father Michael Hurley. He's our spiritual director for the hour. He is a Dominican priest and the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in San Francisco. Today, talking about different ideas for spiritual reading, some books that have been impactful in our lives. What is that book for you? Maybe there's a couple, two or three books that have really made a difference in your relationship with Christ, helping you to go deeper in your own spiritual journey. Our phone number, 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And Father, having just heard Pope Francis there uh, for the funeral mass of Pope Benedict XVI, he was such a widely regarded scholar and theologian in the Church. That's really kind of where he started out, was more academia, um, before then being elevated into the role as a bishop into the role as a cardinal, then working for so many years in the Vatican before being elected as the Pope, as the Holy Father there in the early 2000s. Uh, when we look at Pope Benedict, any any reading from the late Holy Father that you would recommend that might be, you know, if, if we're interested to learn more about what he has said to us as the shepherd of the Church, um, recommendations from Pope Benedict? Oh my goodness! Yeah, you you could spend next year just doing a Pope Benedict series because uh, certainly as um, as uh, you know, Carlo Ratzinger, and even before, just as a teacher, he he probably is uh, for me the uh, in my lifetime the, the clearest and most um, compelling theologian that 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 I that I've read, frankly, um, that's contemporary because he's just he, he just the wide swath of everything from. Scripture to theology to uh, to his encyclicals—they're they're just so rich, and he's he's just so so learned, and so, he's a teacher basically. That's the way he is. He was by vocation, if you will, a teacher. So things to recommend, I think, a good starting place, especially for this. Um, time of year is the uh, the infancy so he's got the two books on Jesus of Nazareth right um, they're kind of a compendium uh, the, the I think the more famous one the more the more widely read one was what because I think it came out first was the um, uh, looking at the Gospels 
from the baptism to uh, to uh, his to Easter basically, and so that's the, the Jesus of Nazareth. But then he also has the uh, it's a little bit shorter volume, but on the, particularly on the infancy narrative. So for this time of year, a uh, really beautiful way that he has of just really breaking down. He has, he has a beautiful way of of you know kind of presenting the scripture and then doing meditations off that. So for 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 Lexio Divina, which I, I mentioned uh, when I talked about. Um, having revelation being at the heart of our spiritual reading. He has those infancy narratives are a kind of um, example of that, but he also has, uh, as Popey gave, a series of homilies uh, that's uh, on uh, meditations of how to do, he, he basically does Lexio Divina <laughs> for that, and the compendium I have is called The, the Joy of Knowing Christ. It's a, a series of, I think, like, 30 or 40 meditations on the gospel where uh, he just just kind of dives right into historical, theological uh, and uh, just kind of our, our kind of practical life and he, he weaves these things together so expertly, you know, he, he's talking about, you know, uh, modern philosophy and weaves it into the story of the Magi and then weaves it into how we might have hope in the Lord uh, just really, really powerful stuff so the joy of knowing Christ, the meditations on the gospel his two-fold series on um, Jesus of Nazareth. Um, he also has, um, in terms of his encyclical, my, my favorite encyclical is um, Space Salve, which uh, was, was um, right where I, that encyclical came out the year I was ordained. So it, had, it has it kind of, I, I, you just fired up, just newly ordained, and here's the first encyclical mm, of yeah. the Holy Father. So it kind of resonated personally in that way. But, but it's, it's a beautiful reflection on, on hope. And um, he, he, he has... Um, once again, it's it's one of the tour de force of of, of touching on all sorts of different uh, aspects of life where we find hope from from that kind of modern situation, contemporary age. We find ourselves all the way back. He, he kind of frames things, and as I mentioned, he he talks about um, how the magi <laughs> in discovering Christ, where it kind of like was the birth of 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 the pagan world's you know uh, introduction to Christ, and so he weaves all these wonderful things together. So he's. Uh, yeah, he's, there's really nothing. I've never read anything from him that I that I didn't enjoy in in, in some way. Um, oh, and and um, all my when I do RCIA, I, I I basically was totally formed by his um, book on um, or his reflections on uh, Genesis. So he's he's got it. It was it came out I think in probably about almost thirty years ago now. But it's I think it's called In the Beginning, and he just lays out how. Catholics understand the story of creation and the fall. Uh, he does it so expertly, weaving in how the science and you know, um, kind of evolution are not antithetical to what God is doing in the story of creation. So that's a, that's another very potent um, reflection that that we have. Father, I want to get back to the phones here in just a moment. And again, the phone number, if you'd like to join the program, 888-914-9149. And uh, we've got a number of people holding, so be patient. We'll get to you in just a moment here. But another thing I wanted to go back to, you had said, you know, uh, there was that Dominican priest early in your own kind of spiritual development who said, don't forget the classics. They're classics for a reason. And you had kind of, you know, just in passing, mentioned a couple like uh, City of God or the Confessions by St. Augustine. Um, I, I forget some of the others, but any that you think are absolutely essential that, okay, if, if, you, if you only had maybe a top three or a top five classics, what would those be that you would recommend that somebody pick up and try and make through here in the next year, two years, three years? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, 
Only five? No. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, I think. No, I didn't say so. Um, introduction to the devout life, the sales is sure. is, is 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 there. Um, I think certainly the Confessions of Saint Augustine, because it is bi- spiritual biography that's rooted himself in Scripture. So it's almost a meditation of his life, seen from you know perspective of of as if his soul were the soul that God created creation for and lived and died for. So it's personal. It's scriptural and it's 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 biography. It's kind of psychological, the birth of psychology in that way. So the Confessions of Saint Augustine, um, I would say maybe giving a little bit. I'll give something a little bit a different kind of way. There's um, a book called the. This is very. I'm mentioning. I'll mention a few books that are very. They're less than 100 pages long, so they're very approachable. The Way of the Pilgrim is a, a an Eastern uh, Christian uh, classic. Uh, I think, I'm not sure who, who wrote, I think the author's unknown, but a, a 19th century work, but how to live the Jesus prayer. So the Jesus is, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. And just repeating that as almost like, like you would repeat Hail Mary's in the rosary. Um, and it's it's the um, a kind of a, a soul's journey on how to pray without ceasing. In other words, how to, how to have within the fabric of your day just a constant alertness and awareness to the living presence of Christ. So the way of the pilgrim, the very approachable book. Um, the uh, I would say the um, life of Saint Anthony by Saint Athanasius <laughs> is, is, is another wonderful book, very short, but it's the first autobiography of a saint by a saint, and it really is uh, not only kind of telling the story of how uh, Anthony goes to the desert and starts the whole movement, if you will, or makes it popular in terms of, of finding a way to imitate Christ, even when. Um, you know, the persecution is, is not existent, the kind of, if you will, the uh, kind of spiritual sacrificial life. Uh, but it has, it has real insight into the nature of temptation uh, and how we struggle with temptation every day and what that looks like and how we can conquer temptation. Um, it's almost like, the, if you will, it's a, I, you mentioned uh, uh, C.S. Lewis earlier, or um, the screw tape letters. Is, a, is another one, and not not a Catholic uh, book necessarily, but very insightful when it comes to uh, temptation. Um, another another spiritual classic, and and as long as we're talking about Benedict, I think he has a whole uh, catechesis on uh, prayer. He he took uh, homilies um, in uh, I think twenty eleven, and um, he just gave a series of like thirty or forty. Um, uh, um, Catechesis are teaching on just how to pray and using the scriptures to do that. So those are those are all under a hundred pages, and they're very approachable, and they're they're classics. Well, and and the first one you mentioned, Introduction to the Devout Life yes. by Saint Francis de Sales. Um, you know, especially for people who are looking to, if 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 you're a regular listener of this program, The Inner Life, and you have not read Introduction to the Devout Life, uh, that might be the top one I'd recommend yep. because. It really is St. Francis walking you through how do you let go of attachment to sin? How do you purge that sin out of yourself? And then how do you then grow in relationship with God? So it's exactly the, the things that we're talking about day in and day out here on this, this hour of the inner life. So that, that uh, it's almost kind of like a textbook for uh, this hour, you know, that you could pick up and, and be able to, to go through in the year and, and really say, okay, you know, this, this gives me, uh, this gives me my marching orders. It's, it's a wonderful book. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it would, it would be, it's definitely in the top, the top five for sure. Uh, Father, let's go back to the phones. Michael is calling in, listening in Albuquerque. Hi, Michael. Welcome to The Inner Life. Uh, what's your book recommendation for this year? 
best one I got is The Sinner's Guide by Louis yes. of Granada. It's a 16th century book. It's amazing. Uh, um, really changed the way I look at my life and the way I practice my faith. Absolutely, Mike. First of all, strong name, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, you're, you're you're absolutely right. Sinner's Guide is a fantastic book. Excellent. It's Thanks. The best. I would I would I would recommend it to my kids to go to college to read that over and reflect it. It's something you want to chew over and reflect on. Another one by Francis de Sales. A lot that doesn't get as much. Uh, uh, fame is, is the uh, introduction to devout life is the Catholic controversy is amazing for apologetics. No one nice. does it better, I think, than St. Francis de Sales. And, and and I agree because he was actually in the heart of all. He was <laughs> he was living it at the time in terms of the uh, Reformation. Michael, great recommendations. Thanks for calling in. And if you would like to join the program, maybe you have a book that you'd like to recommend. For spiritual reading, something that has really made a difference in your own life, the phone number to call in and join the program, 888-914-9149, You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we will be back with more of your phone calls, more with Father Michael Hurley here on The Inner Life. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at RelevantRadio.com slash Gregory. That's RelevantRadio.com slash Gregory. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, today speaking with Father Michael Hurley, also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149. As we talk about ideas for books that we can read here coming up in this new year, uh, what are some of those those gems that you've found out there for yourself, something that's made that big impact in your relationship with Christ, in your spiritual journey? We'd love to hear your recommendations, 888-914-9149. Also want to mention again, coming up in uh, about 14 minutes here, we're going to be airing a rebroadcast of the funeral mass for Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, and uh, the it, it aired in the middle of the night for all of us here in North America. Uh, I'm in the central time zone, and so it aired uh, at about 2.30 in the morning for us here. Uh, because of that, we wanted to be able to present that again for you to be able to listen, to join together, and pray f- with Catholics across the country, even around the world, um, as we join together and do pray for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict XVI. So again, that's coming up here. It, just after this program, The Inner Life, ends, you can hear that rebroadcast of the funeral mass for Pope Benedict XVI. Uh, Father Michael Hurley, let's... Um, let's go back to the phones. We've got Dan, who is calling in, listening in Maryland. Hi, Dan. Welcome to The Inner Life. What's your book recommendation? Um, you know, I speak to a lot of unbelievers all the time, and if, they, if they're going to entertain the thought of a, of a deity that loves you with salvation, they first want to be convinced intellectually. So the, the rational basis for Christ's historic foundational evidence— uh, is all in the book called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. That's what I recommend, particularly most people want to be 
uh, intellectually convinced, and they ask, is it true? Is Christianity true? And I found this to be a very compelling evidence-based book that I highly recommend for a, uh, a Catholic or a non-Catholic. Very, very substantive and, and heavily resourced and, and very credible. No, thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that work myself, and it is very good because it, it really uncovers the fact that there are uh, tremendous historical reasons <laughs> to believe in, in that, you know, no one can, we can't argue our way to say that Jesus is God, because that's an act of, there's an act of faith there, but in terms of um, to show that it uh, is both reasonable to <laughs> believe uh, to basically knock down any barriers that one might have, and to show historically the the attestations of of the person of Jesus of Nazareth is more confirmed than than uh, you know the fact that Abraham Lincoln existed, right? And so it's 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 quite it's quite a tour de force that way. Um, Excellent. Thanks for the call, Dan. Uh, you know, another book that you had mentioned earlier in the Our Father, Matthew Kelly and yes. Rediscovering Catholicism. Um, you know, he's one who isn't maybe at the same level as somebody like St. Francis de Sales, as far as the depth okay. of what he's talking about. But he, uh, I, our parish offered uh, free for anybody who was attending a book called Holy Moments at the yeah. Christmas oh. Vigil and Christmas Day Mass. Yeah. Um, and so my wife had picked up a copy. It's a short, simple read. I, I've read a few of his books, and I think he's another one who is very approachable for somebody who might not know much about the faith. Um, he's got a, um, like a motivational kind of life coach uh, background, motivational speaker background. And so you can see that come through in what he's talking about, but he obviously has been reinvigorated in his own faith and has turned a lot of that motivational speaking energy into trying to encourage people to grow in their own prayer life, their own faith. And so he is somebody that I might recommend, you know, if you're just kind of learning about the faith, if you're if you're just kind of coming back to the faith, um, but if you're somebody who is quite deep in your, you know, you're, you're, you're well into your faith journey, uh, it might not be something that is quite as deep as you want to get into there. But uh, again, somebody who might be good for at least the, that beginning s- step in the journey. Uh, absolutely. And, and I, it's, it's funny we mentioned that because we did the same thing. We gave out holy moments, <laughs> which is, it's good. It's, it's excellent. So it's perhaps not his, his finest work, but it, it, it definitely engages you at just a very simple a level in order to say, hey, God's all around you. <laughs> the question is, are you looking? <laughs> right? So it, it, it does that, and as you say, a kind of almost like a life coach way, which I think people, he speaks the language of the, of the contemporary a day, so I think that's, uh, it's, it's, it's more like getting the hook, and then, and then you can lead you to maybe deeper and deeper, but just getting, getting uh, if you will, as, as um, Dan was saying, <laughs> just getting people to even approach or even consider to reading uh, something that would be Catholic or Christian or in any way spiritual is more than half the battle. That's ninety percent of the battle is just to get someone interested enough to approach it. Yeah, you know, another thing that kind of comes to mind as you're saying that, you know, something that helps us approach a book on the faith, or I'm thinking especially lives of the saints. Yes, I've had a few books that are just compilations of quotes or thoughts or reflections from a saint. And these kind of books, they're the ones that introduced me initially to a saint, uh, two of the ones that I can think of, St. Therese of Lisieux and St. John Henry Newman. 
and yeah. reading some kind of compilation books and then saying, oh, I really liked some of the reflections or the thoughts in there. I want to read more. And then it just gets me to where, okay, now I'm really excited to read you know, the full autobiography or, you know, this book that was written by this saint. Uh, so I, I, that's another one that I might say just as, as a great introduction. Absolutely. And I, I think, too, of um, Mother Teresa, since, you know, she's sort of a contemporary saint and people, I think, more or less have a, <laughs> have a, 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 good, uh, a good approach to her. She just very simple, but just uh, no greater love or um, it's a simple path. And those are books that are just basically compilations of her of, of her thoughts and, and quotes that are that are just very approachable, very simple, and, and get you thinking about the interior. The whole goal is to nourish the interior life. <laughs> we will we will basically be emaciated or just uh, totally impotent in our ability to connect with the richest part of ourselves if we're not daily nourishing that aspect of our life. Father, let's go back to the phones and talk with Kathy, who's calling in from Orange County, California. Hi, Kathy. What's your book recommendation? Good morning. Um, Good morning. I had a strong desire to learn more about Mary herself as a person so I could relate more uh, warmly to her. And uh, someone read me a passage out of The Mystical City of God, not the one by St. Augustine, the one by uh, Venerable Mary of Agrita. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a thick, fat book. There's an abridged version, which uh, the first couple of chapters can be a little daunting. So I recommend to people that they start a little bit further in so they get sort of the meat of Mary, but it covers, um, it, for me, it made a, a huge difference in my life. I've given out many copies, but it's more than just the life of Mary. Um, it's it's uh, Mary revealing these things t- over years uh, to this sister, this Franciscan sister, and um, actually Abbas. And uh, it also talks about the creation of the world, what the apocalypse means, Lucifer's uh, rebellion, where hell is. Uh, the life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, hidden details. So it's for people who are not necessarily new in their faith, but who are wanting to step into something deeper and richer. It's a great recommendation. I might add to that if, if because you're right, the the, um, the kind of the, 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 the that full book is is can be a little bit daunting. Uh, another book that is a compilation of not only uh, um, Mary Vigrita, but uh, Emmerich and uh, Bridget of Sweden is a book called The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics. Um, and so and it, it kind of reads, they kind of take a compilation of, uh, I think, three or four mystics and kind of weave it into a kind of a narrative. But, but also being very, um, I think it's very sober-minded in the terms of, you know, not to mistake this, the, the kind of mystical um, uh, private revelation for you know the scriptures themselves. In other words, they, the mystics don't always agree on particular details of of moments, but that's not the important thing, right? So, in other words, it helps you to imagine and to come into the kind of the ordinary life of Mary, if you will, and just kind of kind of put put yourself in her place uh, in a very compelling way without mistaking it to be scripture. But that's another. It's, it's, I would I agree with you. I think that's a wonderful wonderful uh, recommendation and, and I might add if a little more perhaps approachable book uh, which is reads almost just like uh, almost like a story is the life of Mary as seen by the mystics if, if the uh, if the if the life of Mary the full uh, Mary agreed to text is a bit daunting you know that brings up a good point there too you know if you have somebody who is highly regarded as you know a, a good a good author or a good um, you know voice 
but there is that private revelation that's involved there. How do you distinguish if, you know, this is something that really is good for me to be reading or uh, maybe this is getting a little further away from Scripture or the deposit of faith? How do we discern? How do we distinguish, Father? Yeah, no, that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question, not only for a spiritual reading, but for any aspect of right. our, our life as well. But I think the, fir- the first thing is, 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 it, is it bearing fruit? Jesus says, is it, is it bearing fruit in my life? Is it leading me towards Christ, or is it leading me to just a kind of curiosity about <laughs> about things or drawing lines in the sand? Well, I'm, I'm a real Catholic because I, I believe in this revelation, and if you don't believe in this revelation, you're not a, a quote-unquote real Catholic or a, you know, an Orthodox. In other words, if it, if, it, if it brings dissension or a sense of disunity in your mind or heart, then it, then it probably is not being helpful for you. It's probably not the kind of spiritual reason that's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's grace-filled. It's got to be uh, that's bringing you in a deeper relationship, not only with Christ, but with one another, right? <laughs> because we are only con- we are connected to Christ, not individually, but personally as a community. Um, so I, th- those are a couple of things in terms of the bearing fruit and does it connect us to to others, to, to loving God and neighbor, basically. Perfect. Uh, Father, let's try and get one last phone call on. We're at the end of the hour, but Maria is calling in from Long Beach, California. Hi, Maria. Really short on time, but what's your book recommendation here? Yes, hi. Good morning and Happy New Year. I have been enjoying reading the story of Father Donald Calloway. It's called No Turning Back, A Witness to Mercy. And if somebody wants to read about how total conversion and no matter what your life is like, no matter how awful it is, how traumatic, how down and low, you can turn it around and Jesus will accept you. And he had such a devotion to Mary. And then I think this book gets you interested in wanting to read more about Mary or the faith and yeah, that's so a great recommendation. Yeah, Maria, he has such a fascinating story. I think he was involved with either the Japanese or the Chinese mafia as a drug dealer and <laughs> had a massive conversion. Um, so that's a great recommendation too. Are you familiar with Father Calloway, uh, Father Hurley? Oh, absolutely, and, and mostly because he he wrote uh, a wonderful um, book on the Rosary called the the Spiritual Sword of Our Lady. Uh, and it's 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 a really it's 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 a great book and so it's and and another one um, uh, with the champion that's it champions of the rosary I think is what it's called and it's it as a Dominican where we're we're the champions of the rosary just in terms of the um, uh, the, the legacy of the church through Saint Dominic it taught me a few things I was like oh I didn't I I thought I knew all about the history oh. of the rosary but it's 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 that's a nice. fantastic read champions of the rosary <laughs> well Father the hour has flown by uh, again. If you are listening and you'd like to go back and hear some of those other recommendations, find the podcast that'll be posted here shortly at our website, relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And Father, in these last 20 seconds, could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you peace this Christmas and New Year. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Stay tuned because we have the funeral mass for Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. The rebroadcast of that is coming up here starting in just a moment. Uh, Look forward to speaking with you again here on The Inner Life tomorrow. Have a blessed rest of your day.